0: Have you ever heard the sound of freedom? freedom,
1: freedom, freedom. Have you ever heard the sound of freedom? Freedom,
0: freedom? You're listening to The Flipside with Noah Philippiak, connecting the reality of the gospel to the grid of life. You can support the podcast and pick up some sweet Flipside swag at www.patreon.com slash Noah Philippiak. What is up, Flipaponomai? Welcome to episode 91 of The Flipside Podcast. We are inching closer and closer to that big episode 100. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a listener, whether this is your first time or you've been with us since episode one. I don't know if anyone has been with us since episode one and has listened to every single episode. That would be cool uh, if you had. Today is a family day, so welcome. Uh, We are all family here. Uh, I didn't, in honor of family day, I have not shaved uh, my neck which I normally do if you're watching on YouTube, (laughs) to be presentable. I have to save that for tomorrow. Today's Saturday. Tomorrow uh, I'll be going into church, and then I have to act like a professional and look presentable and all those sorts of things. But not today. Today's family day. I'm rocking my Cincinnati Reds hoodie, prepping this offseason for another season of striving for mediocrity. Much like the Flipside Podcast, we strive to be your third favorite podcast Uh, The Cincinnati Reds front office always strives to be third place in the National League Central. And uh, we're well on our way to that again. So for those that like sports, that was a funny joke. For those that don't, you're going, stop talking about sports. Okay, I will. Uh, We are going to talk about some personal stuff today. So, family day. um, uh, Honestly, yeah, letting you in a little bit on some of my life and and struggles and things. Because I've had some breakthroughs recently. And I want to share those with you, and uh, and and I I, um, I think they're really important. So, last, if you follow on, so you you, we have YouTube, we have the long form episodes, and then on our audio podcast feed only, we have five minute flips. Uh, subscribe to get those. It's free to subscribe. The five minute flips are free, uh, but it's content that's a little bit quicker to put out, and. I put out a five-minute flip about a week ago or so. It would have been last uh, Saturday, I think it was, because it was the day before I preached on hope. And hope is the first uh, theme of Advent. And so just go back on your feed and you can listen uh, to the five-minute flip called Hope Beyond Our Circumstances. But I've gotten some good feedback from listeners on that, and I think it's a really relevant Uh, topic and subject. So we're going to dive into that a little bit more. I want to share with you some breakthroughs I've had when it comes to the topic of control and how giving up some control, surrendering is really the the key word. Uh, Surrendering some control has really helped alleviate some of my uh, depression issues, symptoms, not saying that they're gone forever, uh, but this idea of putting hope beyond my circumstances rather than putting my hope in my circumstances that I feel like I have control over has been a huge, huge thing. So before we jump into that, let me give a shout out to uh, Angry Brew, drinking my Angry Brew today in my Flip Eponymous mug. Uh, you can go to angrybrew.com and or 5lakes.com, uh, pick up some Angry Brew or Chris's Blend, use promo code FLIP and you will get 10% off your order. We are very appreciative of the sponsorship and the support from Angry Brew, coffee with a punch, twice as much caffeine as your normal coffee. So fueled today by Angry Brew, very good stuff. Uh, Thank you to them. And if you wanna support the show, basically if this podcast is helpful to you, we are listener supported as they say, there is overhead on the show. And I am doing this as part of my full-time gig now going uh, part-time with my pay, uh, at least, uh, at my church. And so you can go to patreon.com slash Noah Philippiak if this podcast is a meaningful part of your life, your discipleship, your encouragement. I uh, just encourage you to give a small amount per month, and you'll also be able to get your own flip side swag like this. So let's jump in. Uh, so the, the, the five-minute flip... We, we talked through I, I won't recap all of it because I, I you can just go back and, and listen to it. Um, but what I'm going to play for you today is the sermon that I preached on December 3rd. So the sermon that I did was titled Hope Beyond Our Circumstances. And it really is an expansion of the five-minute flip. It's sort of the full the full version of that. And speaking of almost being at 100 episodes of the flip side, this is something that I used to do pretty often Uh, back in our earlier episodes where I would, or or relatively often, I would share a sermon that I did on a Sunday uh, here on the podcast if it seemed to relate to our listeners and the things we've been talking about. So I'm going to do that again today. We might do that a little bit uh, going forward. Before we break uh, into that sermon, I I want you to start thinking about circumstances in your life, serious stuff, circumstances that, that you pray to God to change. And as it relates to, you know, the recovery world, if you're someone who's listening, who's a reader of Beyond the Battle, and I, I think often the way this plays out in our lives when it comes to sexual sin, and it really could be any addiction, is we're going to God and we're saying, you need to change this thing. If you're married, you might be saying, you need to change this thing about my spouse. If you're single, Likely you're saying to God, you need to change my status, my singleness status. Uh, I need to f- meet the right girl. I need to meet the right guy. Uh, and and that's where we put our hope. It, and there's uh, on, on the flip side here, we've talked quite a bit about LGBTQ plus sexuality. And, and we have guys in our Beyond the Battle community um, that identify as same-sex attracted or LGBTQ and who are... Uh, as we've talked about many times on the show, you can just you can go through our feed and find many interviews and conversations we've had with um, same-sex attracted or LGBTQ plus uh, Christians who are saying, "Hey, uh, this is how I'm attracted. I'd like to change it, but I can't. And I'm submitting to what the Bible says uh, about sex being for men and women within marriage." Uh, and so. If you're in that, if you're in that boat, I, I can't imagine the amount of times you've prayed to God for your circumstance to change. For prayed to God and asked Him, change my orientation, change my attractions, um, change this. Why wouldn't you change this? So, so wherever you, you fall in that, it might have nothing to do uh, with uh, sexual sin issues. It could be anything. It could be a situation at work. It could be a relationship. It could be a stressor. Uh, it could be the fact that you can't uh, have. Biological children, uh, there's so many things. And and I think in, in our evangelical world of Christianity, we're just taught that, and, and the Bible has verses like this, so I'm, I'm not completely knocking the message, but we're taught, you know, pray these things, and if you have enough faith, God will change them. Well, what happens when they don't change? We all have circumstances that don't change, let alone if someone in your life has passed away, a tragic death of a child, the premature death of a parent or another loved one, there's no going back on that. You know, that circumstance now is over. There's no, uh, God isn't, you know, barring a, a resurrection, uh, which would be incredible. Uh, that that That's done and over with. And so we have these things, these prayers that God hasn't answered. And what I found myself doing is putting my hope in, God, I need you to change that circumstance. I'm not gonna get into all of the details of my personal circumstances, cause this is, while this is family day and I didn't shave my neck. <laughs> uh, th- this is still a public forum. Uh, my inner inner circles, the people closest to me, I have people I'm very, very vulnerable with and I hope you do too. Uh, people that know all this stuff. I hope you have people in your life that know all of your stuff. You need that. And if you don't, uh, take some risks. Um, talk to some people that are close to you and, and take your your friendship to to that next level but I have have I have had some significant uh, circumstances where I have felt stuck in my life. I've shared often on the podcast about depression again you can go back through the feed you can find five, find five minute flips you can find full episodes interviews I shared my story on depression around episode 53 ish uh, in there as well. And depression is a really, really complex, multifaceted thing. I don't, and it, there's not a one-size-fits-all to depression. Uh, but for me, much of my depression over the years has been from circumstances that I wish would change, that I try to change, and when I get into that stuck feeling, the stuckness of not being, of them not changing, uh, then I sink, I sink deeper and deeper uh, into despair hey so uh, interruption time interrupt we interrupt this broadcast <laughs> my mic was not on that whole time thankfully my laptop mic was picking all that up and I'm definitely not re-recording all that but for you audio files out there you audio heads you should notice a uh, much better sound quality now that I've turned my mic on I'm a little off my game I'm a little rusty let me use that actually as our uh, transition in that <laughs> interruption I was talking about being in that in that Position of despair when you can't control these these circumstances, these situations, and it has been a little while since I've recorded a full length episode, and I've just done the one five minute flip last week. And some of that is because I have been because of the depressive symptoms that have come that come with these circumstances, and then feeling stuck. I've really been struggling with what what would be called burnout. You know, I've really I've really been struggling with those things. and again, I'm talking to all my inner circle about it. And I, I I have lots and lots of support in my life. Praise God for that. Uh, but I haven't been able to record podcasts. I just haven't had the energy for it. And as I've had this breakthrough last weekend and I've really been working that, uh, I'm, I'm feeling in a better place. And I'm really thankful for that. So I am a little rusty. I uh, didn't have my mic uh, set up correctly and, and all that sort of stuff. So forgive me for that. But now you have uh, the, the wonderful sound of this, of this microphone, uh, to contrast to, you know, whatever was going on before. So, but let's get back into it. Um, yeah, I, I, so where, where did the breakthrough, where did the breakthrough come in? Last spring, this, of this year, uh, my wife and I were talking, I was struggling with the same sort of thing. And, she said, you know, why don't you get some help in the area of flexibility? And flexibility is a term, I'm, I'm not ashamed or what, I don't know, well, I shouldn't have to preface this. My daughters both go to therapy. We found it to be very, very helpful. Uh, they've been going, I have three kids, but my oldest two have been going to therapy uh, for many years. My old, my oldest, I guess I, I, I hesitate because she's 12 now and maybe I shouldn't be sharing. Uh, I don't know, whatever. Um, but Again, we just normalize it. We, I think, everybody needs to go to a counselor and and whatnot. But there's stuff we saw when she was like three years old that uh, was very inflexible, and I can say some of it. Uh, I'm not because it's stuff I am very similar to uh, for, as her, and I, I won't. I guess I won't give you all the details because I, yeah, it is important that I respect her privacy. But my point is, um, this idea of flexibility came from that with. Um, these these counselors that work with kids, helping kids understand flexibility and how you know you you grow up in this world and you you think things are always going to be your way and they're not <laughs> like that's not how that's not how things are, um, and so there's these strategies to become more flexible uh, in, in the way you think and and it's it makes a big big difference and so. Uh yeah, I just I have been, I've been going to a uh, counseling for a long time and and but I've never um never gone down this route with a counselor and so I just pulled out my phone, we were in bed, we were talking, you know, we normally read and talk and that sort of thing to close out our night and so I just googled articles on flexibility, mental flexibility, psychological flexibility. So I'm not saying this is a perfect article. I just want to give you an idea. Um, I'm going to reference this article in the show notes if you want to go find it. It's not written by a Christian. I don't even agree with everything in the article, nor do I think you have to read the whole article uh, to even get everything out of it. Uh, But I want to give credit where credit's due. It's called How to Improve Psychological Flexibility. Steve Rose, Ph.D., Uh, Is the author and um, the website steverosephd.com. And then I'll put the link in the notes. Uh, But let me read you a couple things. And why am I reading this to you? Because maybe this is you. Maybe this is you where you have these circumstances, and mine have been uh, job related they've been insecurity related, they have been metric related, they've been ways I've been measuring my identity, uh, my insecurities, they've been related to my marriage, they've been related to, what else, uh, where I live, which I've talked about a little bit on here. Uh, so those are the general categories. I won't go into more the the more specifics of it right now, but these are things, and some have come and gone. Uh, some have been consistent. Others are triggered. You know, it feels like, okay, I'm good there. And then there's this trigger. And then I usually go back into a pattern of, I am I need to change this. I need to try to change this circumstance because it's bad. And that changes through prayer, through, come on, God, come on, God. It's through my own, I feel like I'm an influential person, right? And there's all these ways. Let me Let me give you a little bit too of how I got here. Some of it is even with justice issues and being a pastor. There's this idea which are two separate things, but related in the sense that there's this idea. I read a book, um, you know, in my 20s, and I'm not going to throw the author under the bus. Great, great author, very done amazing things. I'm not going to name the author or the book name. Um, But the the idea was, okay, we go to God with these injustices in the world, which are very heavy on my heart. You know, we talk about racial justice on the show a lot and uh and there's lots of other injustices and we say god why are there these injustices in the world and this author's main point of this book is god's answer is you're the answer to that you know we go to god why don't you change these things xyz these injustices and his answer to us is the answer to your prayer is you 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 are the answer you know here's these bible verses how you're supposed to go do that and i i get it i but for for me really believing that deeply Uh, in in my 20s has led to a lot of despair and discouragement because guess what the world is infinitely broken it's infinitely broken noah Philippiac is not the answer to (laughs) the world's injustice now are there things i can do and you can do yes and we need to be doing and and i do those things but when uh, i i can really and i'm proximate to a lot of injustice i mean i i am i see it um you know, the, the ministry we're doing in our church and, and our our church location and our my office location and uh, volunteering at the Boys and Girls Club. So I mentioned this to say there's, there's all these reasons for me as a pastor that I've come to think I can change people. You know, even as a pastor, if I preach a good enough sermon, if I have a good enough church plant, if we have good enough programs, if we have good enough systems, we can change people. We can change people's hearts. Uh, and then, what happens when they their life blows up? What happens when they disappear? What happens when they leave their faith? You, again, it's a circumstance that you think I had control of this. I should have control of this, but you really don't. But there's there's so many of those things. I just want to give you some examples uh, that hopefully you can relate to. A few of them, uh, and and perhaps if you're feeling depressed, uh, you. That, that you can relate to some of this too. Perhaps some of your depression is coming from, I feel like I should be able to control this situation. I This circumstance needs to change. And if it, it has to change. My hope is in this thing changing. My hope is in this person changing. It's in this relationship changing. And I'm holding on for dear life because God, you've got to bail me out. This has to change. That's where I was in in many different ways. And then I sunk deeper and deeper into uh, this despair. So, all right, let me get in this article and then I got to wrap this stuff up because I'm going to play you this sermon still and then that'll be it for uh, for the episode. All right, so from the article, How to Prove Psychological Flexibility, Steve Rose, uh, he says, when one's mind, these are just things I highlighted, these are screenshots I took on my phone, you can see if you're on YouTube, and I've just got them in my, in my photo album and I read through them. Uh, when I need it. So he says, when one's mind becomes too rigid, we try to impose a false sense of order on the world, treating life as a problem to be solved, living more and more in your head. And I totally do that. I treat life as a problem to be solved. And I put my false sense of order on the world. That's the flexibility thing that my kids were doing at a really young age. And I'm doing it at a, a really adult age that The sense of order is my sense of order. And I theologicalize it. We do that. Well, God, you know, it's your sense of order. Just be careful with that. Be careful with that because the world is in incredible disorder. And I'm not here... this doesn't have to change your theology if you're Calvinistic or Arminian. That's not at all the road I'm going down. I'm just saying be careful that you don't underestimate the chaos of that came with the brokenness of the world. The world is infinitely broken, and it will not be fully restored until Jesus returns. And that's our hope, right? But back to this, when we put a false sense of order on the world that we can control these things and life is a problem to be solved, Whew, for me as an eight on the Enneagram with a lot of three and me too, I'm telling you, life feels like a problem to be solved and I'm going to solve it with God's help. All right. So the next one, you are not your thoughts. Rather, you can be aware of your thoughts, choosing where you want to focus your attention. And I get these really strong thoughts about these circumstances. I really don't like this blank and it overwhelms me. And there's a process with this flexibility stuff where you can separate yourself from your thoughts. So we're gonna talk a little bit more about that in a couple of these other screenshots. Maybe this is just fodder for you. You're going to a counselor, take this stuff to your counselor, if this is you know, connecting with you at all so that you can dive uh, deeper into it. So that one, I, I wrote down me versus my thoughts. My thoughts aren't me and I don't have to give them the authority that I give them. When these really heavy, strong thoughts uh, come my way. We'll more on that in a second. It says, when the mind becomes a dictator, we lose control of our focus. So, again, I wrote down me versus my mind. The mind becoming a dictator, that I really relate to that because the strong thought comes, I don't want this. This is my circumstance. I don't want it. It should be different. And then we lose control. And our focus, because our focus is on that, the thing that isn't changing, and we lose our focus on what's right in front of us. And that's one of the next screenshots. Uh, On the same one, trying to impose a false sense of order onto the world. So we are, so um, kind of abbreviating here, gaining, or I'm skipping around, gaining distance from the dictator within allows for greater wisdom and peace of mind. All right, so next screenshot, there's two more. This means uh, flexible attention to the present moment, as opposed to being caught up in thoughts about the past or future. And I am a great ruminator, my goodness, uh, in my ministry space. I ruminate about the past. I made a bad decision there. This person's mad at me. What do they think of me? And I ruminate about the future. I'm worried about the sustainability of my church plant because we're this size and I I ruminate. How will we get out of this? How will we change this? How will we fix this? How will we, again, false sense of order as if it's up to me to fix this circumstance in my church or in this case is my job my career again if you can relate there or in my in my marriage or in a relationship where somebody's mad at me somebody's upset at me uh, fill in the blank when we ruminate about the past and the the past and the future i wrote in bold red live where i'm not living i'm not able to live in the moment, to live in what's right now in front of me, which includes living literally in a house in a city a town that I don't want to live in. Again, that's one of my circumstances, and, and I'm I'm missing out on actually living life. And and you go, well, that's that can't be the point <laughs> of of this. There's one more, and it has to do with the same thing. It says worries of the future or ruminations on past situations, uh, these thoughts generally start with what if or I should have and derail our focus on what can be done here and now. And again, I wrote live exclamation point. If I stop trying to control my circumstances and I can focus on what's here and now, and some of this might be weird to you, but I'm telling you, mindfulness meditations, uh, I've had counselors for years uh, get, let me say this too, I've had people talking to me about this for years, and I feel like I just had the breakthrough last weekend. And, and I don't know if it's going to stick around. I don't know. Pray that it does. Uh, but just know that this is, could be a really long process for you. Maybe this podcast is the beginning of that process. Maybe it's um, it's another push. It's like a dam and a river that's blocking. Uh, you know, This resistance is there. Finally, that, that dam needs to break eventually. And maybe it's another push against the dam, or maybe this is the, the final straw, right? The final push that, that breaks it open, uh, which, which I hope that that's true. But I, I've had a counselor from a few years ago talk to me about this thing called radical acceptance and I've tried radical acceptance I try to just do it I tried to make myself accept my situation and I had all these reasons you know not to and "Ah, I'm going to fight it there's a lot of pride in that I'm not going to let go because I'm going to change this and this isn't right and this isn't what I would want uh, I've had people at a retreat, um, God gave me this word for you during this discernment, and it's just to let go. This was at my, when I was in Lansing, this is when I'm pastoring my first church plan. So this is not a new uh, issue for me. I'd love to let go. I don't know how. I don't know how. I don't know how to let go. Um, th- this article, God has used it to help me begin to let go. And some of that's because I'm at, I've gotten to a point, like I said, feeling burnout symptoms, uh, a lot of depression, despair, stuckness, and going, I've got to let go. I've got to surrender these things to God. So uh, we're going to transition over to this sermon. And I'm telling you, I preach the sermon. I preach it to myself as I just am experiencing freedom from this stuff. Uh, that same weekend, which is pretty cool and this this isn't on the the sermon, but we we, we always end at Mosaic uh, at my church with a song where we do a, we do communion first and then we do a prayer invitation where people can come up and pray and um, during that time, I just really heard from God the word surrender. I really heard from God the word surrender and it was specifically one of these circumstances. And in general, all of them. <laughs> surrender. Just surrender. Surrender this circumstance to me. And so I just want to give you that hope, that prayer, that encouragement is... If you... Sorry. <laughs> I'm laughing. What? That is terrible. If you're on YouTube, this thumbs up just appeared on my screen on QuickTime. I have no idea where that came from. All right. Uh, let me get back on track. Let me focus. How is someone like me with... Plenty of attention deficit issues, supposed to focus when that happens on my screen. The word surrender, thank you. Praise the Lord. We're back. The word surrender, I'm going to give that to you as an invitation. And I can't make you surrender. I don't think you can make yourself surrender. Um, take that before God. And, and as you listen to this sermon, just ask Him, what is it you want me to surrender? And what does surrender mean? It means letting go, it means you're not in control. And look, I'm not spiritualizing this to the point of saying, you know, you're surrendering it to God and God is going to fix it all. No, the point is, it's not going to get fixed. <laughs> that's what I'm. Maybe it will, but I don't think that's the point right now where you're at is not at all for that thing to get fixed. It's for you to get fixed. It's for inside when you let go of that thing and it stops being the dictator in your life. Um, What I'm experiencing is incredible freedom, and I'm getting my life back. I mean, I am getting my life back. I am getting my energy back. I'm able to live and live within my sphere of influence, the little tiny, you know, plot of land that God gave me, and we can make choices, and we can influence things, and uh, it's, it's not that our choices don't matter, but there are things that we cannot control, and we need to give them to God. Uh, and so uh, as we jump into this sermon this is from December 3rd uh, from my church mosaic and I hope it's an encouragement to you uh, so so uh, listen and uh, I'll, I'll jump back on at the end to give you a few closing thoughts so here we go uh, into the sermon hope beyond our circumstances All right. Welcome back. We'll uh, close up shop here on episode 91. Good news. In that little break, I uh, Googled how to take off that thumbs up thing that threw me off. Holy cow. My computer has been doing that on Zoom. If you remember, if you watched uh, the interview that I did with four church planters, the balloons came up on Zoom and I thought it was a Zoom thing. I'm thinking this is so creepy. My AI on my computer keeps or on zooms doing this well actually it's on my computer oh Mac we do not need that uh, so I was able to turn it off that won't happen again apologize for that little interruption uh, earlier that's really funny so hey in conclusion one thing is if you want to interact more with me on this I am uh, trying to channel my, my communication with listeners over to Patreon is one of the perks of being a Patreon listener. You can become a Patreon supporter for as low as $3 a month. So it's pretty small amount on your end, and it just goes a long way. And one, encouraging me to keep doing the podcast, uh, and it does help cover some of the overhead of the show. But we ha- there's a nice messenger system on there. If you want to interact more on this topic of control and maybe some next steps, just hit me up. Uh, on there, patreon.com slash Noah Philippiak. Uh We'll put in the show notes, again, that article, How to Improve Psychological Flexibility. I encourage you to talk, uh, to look at that. And uh, if you go to a counselor, you know, talk to your counselor about it. If this is anything that is connected with you, you're like, man, I think there's some circumstances that I've been trying to maintain control of I'm trying so hard to change them. I've been trying uh, to do that for such a long time. It could be helpful to have someone walk with you you know, on the parts of that that you don't control, and there's little things that you do control that you can you can do. Uh, but but man, my prayer for you, like I said in the sermon, is that our heart changes, right? That our heart changes, and that 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 just like Lamentations three says, Jesus, the relationship with Jesus, that the unfailing love of God, the the compassions that are new every morning. This is what our hope is in. I won't re preach the whole sermon to you, but just know that that circumstance isn't gonna change you know in, in a good way. I mean, that's not going anywhere. The tomb is empty. That is our circumstance. We we get to be adopted into God's family. We we get the love of Jesus in our life. Um we that's our hope. Our hope is in that relationship. And my prayer is that when that becomes enough for me and for you. These other circumstances that aren't changing, they can fade away. So because the, the circumstance of Jesus is enough, it's enough now. Okay, I'm, I'm content here uh, and I'm going to let go of these other things because they've become idols in my life. And uh, so my prayer is that the spirit just helps you, um, helps you see that and, and brings you into uh, a point of surrender. Uh, the song we played was the goodness of God, uh, that worship song. You can look it up and listen to it after this, and perhaps, maybe God will speak to you just the word surrender, uh, the way He did to me. So I pray that over you. I, I encourage you in this. It's it's it's. Um, please don't beat yourself up over anything. This takes a. For me, this has been a long, long, long process. And I, I hope to stay uh, where I'm at. Um, but I think this is something that you can talk to God about every day in your quiet time. And if you're doing good with it, stay strong, stay reminded of these truths. And if you're struggling, um, just just ask him to take you into a deeper place of surrender, to let go of some of these things, to finally let go, to finally let go. And I know it's hard, um, but to do everything you can to, to let go and uh, see the freedom that you'll get to live in. Outside of that, so thanks for listening. Uh, this wraps up episode ninety-one. You can watch all of these episodes on YouTube, uh, YouTube.com/slash Noah Philippiak and subscribe over there. You can check out all of our five-minute flips on the audio podcast feed. And I will see you next time on the flip side. The flip side with Noah Filippiac is a Beyond Ministries production. Copyright Noah Filippiac. www.noahfilippiac.com. Theme music by Kyle Lake at halic lake Music. Used People with permission. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever podcasts are found. When to
1: finish, that it's time to bring me closer. there's no purgatory, cause you're in or you're out. When you see them in the clouds, you know it's going down. Raise them, raise them, raise them. They've been sleeping for some ages. Now all God's baby so confused by this hatred. Poor pit preachers shouldn't aim to be A-list. Money probably long, but short is what your days and you ever.